0: You're listening to Stidia Cast, where we come together to discuss, gush, and occasionally cry about our love for Stiles Stilinski and Lydia Martin. We hope to introduce the fandom to new material, support talented authors, and spend a little extra time with our OTP. This is Stidia Cast because canon just isn't enough. Good evening or morning or whatever time it is, at this point in your life. Happy life, everyone. Um, welcome to season two, episode two of Citycast. Today, we will be discussing, maybe someday we'll get it right by, by our very own Corey Love slash Saving Skyle slash Corey in general, because that is her name. <laughs> My name is Rachel. I'm Ron Gassam on Tumblr. I'm Anya, and I'm style-select so like Lydia on Tumblr.
1: My name is Rachel, and I'm It's Always Lydia on Tumblr. And my name is also Rachel, but I'm MadGrad2011 on Tumblr.
0: So, guys, I figured that we would just go in order because this fic beautifully sets up, um, it sets itself up for podcasting, I think. So, (laughs) the first part in this fic is called Ephemeral. Um, And basically, the general premise of this one is that Lydia sees Styles walking across the street, and she, like, feels this excitement in her body, and, like, she kind of feels something, but she doesn't get the fact that her soul mark is burning until it's... He's already past her, and she doesn't, like, change direction. And what I love about this part is that the writing in it, it feels like a beginning to me. It feels like it's written in this, like, slow-motion beginning. It feels like the opening credits of a movie. And I loved that. So the writing here is just some A-plus stuff.
2: It reads like love at first sight, which is pretty much exactly what it is, only it's in a soulmate AU. <laughs> and like Rachel said, Lydia doesn't register what she's feeling. She's just thinking... This is so weird. Why is time slowing down? Why are birds chirping? Why is everyone singing the same song around me? Oh, it's my turn to walk across the street. Bye.
0: (laughs) Did you literally just turn her into Joseph Gordon-Levitt in 500 Days of Summer?
2: I mean, everyone's wearing blue in that scene, and blue's just pretty.
1: This scene reminded me of one of my favorite scenes in the movie Big Fish. Are you guys familiar yes, with it? Ewan McGregor, <laughs> Emily
0: Blunt, go on.
1: Yeah, so it, it reminds me of the circus scene where time stops when um Ewan McGregor's character sees the love of his life for the first time, but she doesn't necessarily notice him. And mm. so for me, the way that Corey wrote this scene was really reminiscent of Like you guys are saying, that love at first sight,
0: time stopping and slowing down. Number two is called circumstances. And in this one, Lydia is married to Jackson, um, and Styles is a cop who pulls her over to the side of the road and gives her a speeding ticket on the way home from her son's PTA meeting.
2: It's another one where he doesn't really pay attention to her, either.
0: She pays attention to him, though. She, like, describes his whole uniform. She's like, whoa, I know. cop he Stiles. looks good in it, but he's not, like, super buff, but, like, he looks good in it. <laughs> oh, my God. I love the, um the politics introduced in this one it says unless you were a hopeless romantic with your head stuck up in the clouds and like I had canon that in this in this one styles is a hopeless romantic with his head stuck in the clouds and therefore he doesn't have he hasn't married someone like lydia says that most people marry someone because it's not, not likely to find your soulmate and in this one i just feel like styles is waiting and he misses it
2: yeah i mean he he has to have missed it. <laughs> like in the last one, he's hungover, so of course he doesn't notice if something happens with his soul mark. But in this one, he just must completely—he's so focused on either work or trying to act cool in front of this hot mom <laughs> that uh, he just—he probably gets it back into his car and is like, oh, "What's that itching sensation on my like? Why does my hip burn? And that like—is that like?" Is, is my gun too tight? And then he just freaks the fuck out because of course she's
0: gone. I really love the idea of, first of all, Styles being like, this girl is so hot, I have to let her off. <laughs> and also, yeah. I feel like that's so in character for Styles. And I also think that I feel really sad about PTA mom Lydia. Like, it pisses me off that Lydia would ever be a PTA mom. I feel very, it makes me angry. I don't know, it just, like, bothered me a lot. Also, just the
3: whole idea that she's married to Jackson in this universe and for her entire life
2: when Styles is right there. Well, maybe we can headcanon them getting a divorce. <laughs> maybe it happens at some point. Maybe someone will write it happening at some point. We don't know.
1: One of the things that I really love that Corey, I think, manages to, to do so well is something that we don't necessarily or haven't necessarily seen yet in the show, and that's really kind of like Lydia being so like blown away by Styles. Like, we see Styles in the show really just kind of falling all over himself for her, but being able to see her reaction to him and him not even realizing it it's such a nice role reversal um that we typically just we don't get to see and so i really enjoy how Corey did that and i think she she does it so well whereas a lot of a lot of big authors i think kind of struggle with the role reversal sometimes because lydia is such a strong character also styles too but you know if it's not obvious, I'm kind of partial to Lydia, but it's whatever.
0: Um, and, yeah. Honestly, God bless um, you, like, Rachel.
1: <laughs> but, but yeah, like, we don't typically get to see this this type of Lydia, so kudos to Corey. I also really like the way that she approached
3: soulmates in this section because Lydia is married to someone else, but she still, like, has this positive image of soulmates, which she doesn't have in a lot of the other sections so i really liked that she met him and left smiling and didn't worry about the fact that she would never see him again it was just a really interesting way to think about the idea of a soulmate
0: (sighs) me right now i came in like a wrecking ball (laughs) (laughs) um I love the line the worst part of the Soul Legend was not knowing. Like the reason that she's mm-hmm. itchy to meet him is just because she hasn't met him. And after she's met him, it's like, Woo! my system, we're good. All right? Check like, Yeah, <laughs> and, oh, I and I think that's spe- Oh,
1: sorry. I think I think that speaks to Lydia as a character too, just because Lydia doesn't like things that are not known. She doesn't like being left in the dark. And so her, her finally being able to kind of check off that, that you know, life goal is, is satisfying whether or not she sees her soulmate again. Oof, Rachel, well
0: said. Oh, <laughs> oh, <Whoa>. okay. <laughs> let's move on to I love par- you too, babe. Oh, stop it. Okay, <laughs> let's move on to part three, time, in which they just... Straight up, never meet. Like, fuck that, honestly. Anya, what's your favorite part of this one? Do I have to have a favorite?
3: Like, this part just,
0: like, screwed me over. I was like, not
3: only do you not get together, but you don't even ever get to see her face. Like, he never even gets to know that his soulmate is 5'3", has strawberry blonde hair and green eyes. Like, where is the fairness in this universe? Kill me. (laughs) Oh, but also the fact that when she died at 73, then he had his soulmate had, like, a thread of red going through it. I thought that was such a cool description. Yeah, I was like, I see you in that red string of fate (laughs) symbolism.
0: We see you, Corey. (laughs) Actually, I think this is a really good opportunity to talk about the mark and what it looks like. Um, It's kind of different in each part but like there's a there's like a central one that she always goes back to and in this part styles describes it as looking like it was scribbled by a like three-year-old kid and I when I was reading this fic for the first time kind of attributed the chaotic it's attributed I'm sorry attributed the chaoticness of the mark to um styles himself like being such a chaotic like kind of childish character and like it weirded me out that he didn't like it because I was like you're such a bleh, you're like so scattered and all over the place and I felt like it made sense that his mark would like be that scattered and all over the place so I wondered what you guys thought about Styles's perception of the mark and the mark itself
2: um I always I always have a hard time picturing it but because it is ever so slightly different in each section so I I get confused with the new information, but I, like Anya said, I loved the idea in, in time where there's the one singular red string going through it as opposed to all of it turning red, and I it again, it's hard to say if I like it or not, because I would want to see it, like, fully but I agree, I think that both of them go through so much tumult and confusion in their lives, that if it was just something as simple as like a black swirl or something that wouldn't really capture what both these characters have to be going through in every, in every universe that they're in. Um, so that it's messy and that it's not perfect. And that, you know, when you look at it for a first time, you might not get it. That's probably pretty perfect for these two idiots. Huh?
0: (laughs) I wish that Corey would draw me a picture of the mark.
2: (laughs) every single one
0: just like <laughs> just do it cory <laughs> if you hear this I guess I live stream paint and
2: <laughs> doodle it up for
3: us i guess i can see why styles wouldn't like it though especially like um hopeless romantic styles who was probably picturing like maybe it'll be i don't know like whatever
2: it'll be a heart styles. with her initials in it <laughs> so <don't> easy <laughs> So, like, when he gets this, like,
3: random mess of things, he's like, this is not what I pictured for my perfect life. And then the fact that he goes through his entire life and never even meets her, then I feel like in this universe, the mark is kind of making fun of him. Like, hey, guess what? You're going to get screwed over Here's this ugly thing on your hip to tell you about it.
0: Oh, jeez.
2: And it doesn't help that Scott's is like this perfect little arrow.
0: <laughs> and Styles's parents is just like a simple, like, cross. It's very pretty and, like, and simple, and I feel like he wanted that for himself, and the complexity of his and Lydia's marks show that they're not gonna have that relationship. Yeah,
2: I mean, yeah, maybe in this universe it's so, like, disturbing and kind to him and not, like, good looking because this universe knows that they're never going to meet.
1: So it's like a sad cloud. <laughs> <laughs> <Of> it's, <scribbles. laughs> it's funny because I went in a totally different direction than you guys. So when I first read this scene, um, I changed my opinion. My opinion that- is now
0: Rachel's opinion. Go on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, ahead of time. Um, So, <laughs> I read it and so Corey describes it as a cluster of swirling lines and for whatever reason my brain immediately went to Lydia's drawing of the Nematon so not necessarily like the full picture of the Nematon but the way that she draws the branches kind of is like hmm. the lines and the swirling lines for whatever reason that's kind of where my head went and it's probably not what Corey was intending but just the way that it was described and the way that she has been able, like through all of the marks and the ones that she, she describes in more detail. Um, like I know one of the later ones, she says that Lydia actually says it looks like a bull's eye, that kind of thing. I think Corey does a really good job of bringing in motifs from the show. And this one, for whatever reason, I was like, this, this kind of reminds me of of Lydia's drawing of the Nimitan. Irony because Styles says it looks like a
3: three-year-old drew it
2: i know <laughs> that's what makes it even better i was just gonna say that we need to talk that i agree that scott was cute i thought that when he met allison it was it was just so adorable like they have the meet cute that um au one styles would have maybe had if either of them had realized what was happening and he's just so happy about it and Allison is just so happy about it, and then Styles is so happy for both of them, because he's like, of course he would run into, like, smack in the middle of campus, this beautiful girl who, what do you know, she's your soulmate. Like, I, I thought that was really sweet in contrast to um, how bittersweet Styles' ending is in that part.
0: Okay, part four is called Puriance, Yes. And um, in this one, it's basically they meet at a club, and they have a one-night stand... And there isn't a condom. Like
2: actual which, standing.
0: Like actual oh, they're literally straight. standing, and they don't use protection, <laughs> which stresses me out. So, kids, don't forget: if you go to a club and you're over 18 and you have a one night stand with someone, use a condom. Protect yourself from diseases regardless, and pregnancy.
1: Regardless, kids, safe sex. Practice safe sex. Yeah. Even and if they're Nicole your soulmate. Her notes. <laughs> She does. <laughs>
2: like, she do, do as head. I say and not as my characters do.
1: <laughs> I love this scene, by the way, even though it drives me crazy that they don't use protection. Me too.
0: Like, why? why, Lydia? Why? I love, I, I love how he sees her for the first time and he literally double takes. He's like, fuck.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness. I love how he goes
3: to a club wearing a baseball cap. <laughs> <sighs> and a novelty tee
2: and I red tees. Like, <laughs> I was, I, I had to imagine that they dragged him away from the video games because Scott really wanted to go out that night and Isaac really wanted to go out that night. And so Styles was like, fine, but I'm wearing this. <laughs> and then guess what, buddy? You <laughs> meet your soulmate.
0: I wrote in my notes, I love the descriptions of styles in each part, not just this one. Lydia describes them a bit differently each time, but truthfully, all of these feel like styles. You can see Dylan wearing each of these hats that Styles puts on, and that was a really thinly veiled pun. I regret it now. I love it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Never regret puns.
0: That's fair. So Rachel and I were talking earlier about how neither of us can picture Styles Flinsky grinding.
2: <laughs> That's true, though. Like, they must have given him something in the beer he was drinking because there's no mention of him being awkward. <laughs> Which I feel like he'd have to be, especially because he takes one look at Lydia and basically almost falls over. So,
1: <laughs> Right? And I feel uh, like there had to be something in Lydia's drink for her not to so use protection. Well,
2: she said she's had, like... <laughs>
1: Pre pre club tequila shots,
2: tequila shots at the club, like we're up to probably four. So.
0: I love when when All he's right. like come outside and she's like why should I and he's like trust me and I in my notes I wrote that's hot and tried to draw a fire but it turns out that I have many skills like rambling on endlessly but one of my skills is not drawing I cannot draw so it looks like a crown not a fire so <laughs> Styles is the king apparently. <laughs> drawing I would probably agree oh
1: yeah. one of my favorite lines is in the or paragraphs is in this section so it's as they come down she feels this indiscernible yearn to stay like this tangled mm-hmm. up in him breathing the same air perspiration mixing together and slick against them she wants to spend hours mapping out his skin drawing constellations with his moles twisting her fingers in the dusty hair of his chest Rub her knees raw in front of him, his fingers entwined in her hair. Take off his ridiculous hat and wear it backwards as he stares up at her, tasting her while she smirks like the devil. <laughs> so good. Who oh, am I? That is yeah, <laughs> one of my favorite paragraphs in the entire fic. Yeah, it's just absolutely, absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm.
0: Um.
3: And you... You listen to her describe styles that way and want all these things as styles, and you're just like, Lydia, how do you not notice that
2: your soul mark is changing colors? (laughs) I was just going to say that, like, you you get this incredibly hot sex scene, so hot that neither of them have noticed that from the first moment they saw each other, their soul marks have started changing color. Like, they're so wrapped up in each other, and as far as we know about what Lydia wants, she wants to spend so much time like doing everything like what they've just done with him and she doesn't even notice until the next day right it's not the next day does she kind of notice yeah it's the next day and she's like oh too bad i can't
3: remember anything about last night and also the number in my purse is Mm -hmm. out of service styles
2: Mm -hmm. wrote down like his driver's license number i'm telling you (laughs) he wrote down a number that is pertinent to him but it's not his telephone number Which is why it's not inserted.
0: The worst part is that it literally says, as as she comes, it says, the world bleeds black behind her eyes. Like, Mm -hmm. she had a supernatural soulmate orgasm and still didn't get it. I just wanted to bring up the line, which is my new favorite studio line of all time. And I think it's the most, I want to preface this line. This is the most accurate Stydia line I have ever heard in my entire life. All other lines used to describe Cydia in the future and in the past will fail completely in the face of this line. This is it. This is the line that is the Stydia line. Are you guys ready? Yes. Her arousal mixes with her annoyance. <laughs> 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 and we're done here. <laughs> okay, five is erroneous. Does anybody want to describe erroneous?
3: Heartbreaking. Tears.
0: <laughs> what happens this in erroneous? This me sad. <laughs> so in erroneous, um, they are... <sighs> childhood best friends and they're all each other's soulmates.
2: Uh, each other's including Scott. Yeah. Which
0: is important. It, it, this is the Mick Martinsky part in which Corey shows her poly-shipping ass. <laughs> she, like, comes in with her poly-shipping self and is like, here you go, guys. Enjoy this heartbreak. So, Styles is Lydia's soulmate. Styles's soulmate is Scott. And then Scott's is no, I don't know. Lydia. Scott's is Lydia. Yeah. This is too confusing <laughs> for me.
2: <laughs> it, it is really confusing to read out.
1: <laughs> I really love the line in this part of the thick where Styles' mom is explaining what a soulmate is to the to the kids, and um, Styles Styles says he remembers thinking that if either of his two best friends were his soulmates, it might be okay. And I was like oh god this just broke my heart because they were his soulmates and they still didn't act on it and so it's that not even bittersweet it's just heartbreaking.
0: Lydia's <laughs> just, more yeah. excited in this part I think about soulmates than she is in other parts which really breaks mm-hmm. my heart because I feel like she's like whoa let's go and then she's like fuck I just got screwed over and the worst part is that they don't get together with each other because they don't want it to ruin them and then right. they let it ruin them it ruins their friendship anyways and I'm like why don't you guys just... Anyways.
1: <laughs> well, just the yeah. way that it ends, where she says, it. you know, Styles thinks how cruel it is that the universe would divide a friendship by making him Lydia's soulmate, Scott his, and Scott's Lydia.
0: Mm-hmm. One That's of my so notes sad. is just, this fucking sucks, capital letters, <laughs> underlined three times.
1: Yeah. It's
2: really sad, but I also feel like this part has a lot of trueness to the core of the characters in the show in that like uh, let's say right now because we don't know what's going on right now like styles is two biggest people in his life are scott and lydia and like if you if you were to ask him like who do you want to spend the rest of your life with like in platonic in romantic kind of ways he'd have a really hard time choosing which um one of my favorite lines in this part is his mind always bounces between thinking that Lydia is definitely it, but then Scott will flash him one of his proud smiles, and the way his heart melts has to mean that it's him. Yeah. So, like, like right now, I feel as though that sentiment about who, like, is most important to Styles is really true to where canon is, and then things will kind of settle into the proper boxes, if you will, the platonic box versus the romantic box in canon.
0: The last part is resistance, which is basically canon, except for their soul marks. And the reason that I love this is because if you took out, like, if you if you took canon and you gave Styles and Lydia soul marks, then like none of canon Styles' behavior would change at all. This is exactly what would happen if he thought that he would be like. Even in canon, he probably thinks to himself sometimes. Canon Styles. I have an unrequited soulmate. Like Lydia is my soulmate and she doesn't feel that way and that's just it. Like this is exactly how Styles would behave, like regardless of the mark or not. I, I I love this part. I reread it all the time. Like I skip all the rest of this fic and I just reread this part. Straight up.
2: <laughs> yeah, I texted Rachel when I finished rereading the fic saying that um what I liked about the last part the most was that it felt all of the character's actions were understandable in Canon. And like that includes Malia. And I think Malia could potentially be a horrible beast to write in a soulmate AU where you want her to be with styles at some point, but you know, he's going to end up with Lydia. Like, Oh, it's so difficult to write. And Corey managed it beautifully.
0: She did. She really did.
1: And I really, I really love how she wrote the friendship between Malia, Kira and Lydia in this and that, Malia recognized that it wasn't that what happened between her and Styles wasn't Lydia's fault. Mm-hmm. Like I really, I really appreciated that um, that characterization of of Malia because I think oftentimes it's really easy for for authors to kind of put Malia in this this box, and not necessarily give her um, the agency that she deserves, and that we've seen kind of her grow into in season five. Um, so I, I really liked what Corey did with her character and I really liked, I really liked Malia's confrontation with styles where she's like, me how dare too. you? Yeah. That's specifically how? what I referenced to Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I just really love how she's like, how dare you not tell me like this? I deserve to know because I'm, I'm worth it. And I, I deserve to know that I don't need anybody else. Like I can, I can fulfill myself. Like I, I was mm-hmm. just really
0: empowering.
1: I think to
0: have her character say that. I actually wanted to ask you guys about this. I feel like one of the reasons that all of us as a group agree that Stilia happened, correct me if I'm wrong. I just feel like all of us have talked about this at some point. Um, I feel like we think that one of the reasons Stilia happened and was so great was because Styles needed someone at that time who didn't know Allison and wasn't grieving Allison. And I feel like there's a really great parallel here with Styles, who believes he has an unrequited soul mark, wants somebody who doesn't have a soul mark at all. And so, like, when Malia doesn't have one, it makes it easier for him to sink into the relationship because she doesn't know about soul marks and she doesn't realize that he's basically missing his other half. And, like, he doesn't have another half. So, like, technically in hidden styles' head. I think he's like, I will never, like, I won't be complete because I have this thing, but it's not real and it will never happen. So I just feel like, for me, that's a really cool parallel where, like, In canon, he needed someone who didn't know Allison, and here he needed someone who didn't know that he was suffering from something that was probably making him feel a lot of sympathy for himself, and he just wanted to escape that.
3: Yeah. I definitely agree that the way Malia was written in this is really awesome, and as a studia shipper who really loves Malia, I really appreciated a fic where she was written well. And just the... um, There's also this... Part with between Lydia and Allison before Allison dies, when um, they're talking about soul marks and Allison's like, "Oh, soulmate! The soulmate legend isn't real. Like, it's fine." Right after she breaks up with Scott McCall, her soulmate, and <laughs> Lydia is like, "Oh yeah, it's definitely not real because she knows that's what <laughs> Allison thinks." And then Allison goes and dies, and Lydia's these sings, girls in denial." And, like, just the fact that they could live in a universe where werewolves are real and still take so long to get together with their soulmates because they're just too stubborn to believe in fate. I'm like, I recognize that you're strong, independent women, but also you have soul marks.
0: There's a line, um, if the universe thought that he was supposed to be her soulmate, it was sorely mistaken. And I love that. Lydia Martin's will is more powerful than the universe, and her will Mm -hmm, says, I am not going to love Styles Walensky. He is not the man I was supposed to love. He is not that guy for me. And then, of course, the universe is like, challenge accepted, and Scott McCall (laughs) turns into a werewolf. But before that, she was doing great. (laughs) True. I just liked all of
2: the additions to the mythology in this last part. Like, you learn... um you know, what it could mean if you don't have a soul mark or what Malia thinks it means which doesn't have a soul mark, which is that she doesn't need another person to complete herself. Like, she chooses to take that as, you know, I am wholly independent. And um, how Kira got one because the universe sort of rerouted somebody who wasn't going to have a soulmate to Scott. Like, they got sort of guided to each other because they both were going to not have somebody but by some mysterious power they could have each other and it could be, like, sort of, you know, stamped, approved by the powers that be. I thought that was really sweet. Yeah, I really like that, too. Yeah.
3: Also, the fact that they watch sappy rom-coms together just makes me Please, really
2: like re-educating Malia on the two thousands by having Kira sing all the songs to her while Malia tries to guess the name. <laughs> Can we talk
0: about the scene from Kira's point of view though? Like Malia like looks over at Lydia's wrist and goes, "Styles has that," and she looks down and Lydia's got a soul mark, and Kira's like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> oh, Kira, you're. Not- Subtle, my baby. (laughs) (laughs) She's probably sitting there like, oh my god, do I tell Scott, do I tell Styles? what do I do, do I defuse the situation, (laughs) do I run, why am I putting on my surprise party Sue voice? Do I
2: comfort Malia right now, do I tell Lydia it's okay, like, oh, that's, it's so, it's so tough, poor Kira, she got caught in the middle of literally everybody.
3: (laughs) Plus, Kira has such a pure soul. She's like, I just want
2: all my friends to be happy, like, sunshine. Uh-huh. Yeah, and she just, like, explains hers. Like, I didn't have one, but then I met Scott, so now I do. And it's like, aw. She's <laughs> so I love cute. you, Kira.
0: Yeah. Um, Imagine just, like, hanging out on your bed playing a video game, and suddenly you you hear the words, Lydia Martin's your soulmate. He must have been like, What? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um this is kind of like backtracking, but something that I noticed with what Rachel said about Malia being completely okay with how Lydia handled having a soul mark and definitely knowing that Styles had the other one. Um, I love that Malia respected Lydia's agency over choosing to hide that like because it's something on her body. and just because with Styles, it's like we're close. I've seen it. I've asked you about it. You weren't hiding that from me. But with Lydia, it's not, why did you hide it from me? Because it's something that's so personal. Mal- Malia can recognize that Lydia had didn't need to tell anybody. And the fact that she was covering up from everybody and not just like pulling her sleeve down when Malia was around, she kind of clues into the fact that Lydia is uncomfortable with it for whatever reason. And just kind of lets it go so that the two of them can... Sorted out because she's completely done with that part of her life with Styles. So I thought that was a really amazing moment.
0: Of Malia friendship was between Malia and so Lydia. great in this. Just this fic was fantastic for just like yeah. Malia as a character. And then the, I guess to like to wrap things up, the the scene where she's taking off the concealer and just staring at him that really kills me just like the idea of her like she's not even looking at it or like worrying about it she's just staring at her soulmate she's staring at styles and it really it feels like this really beautifully epic moment like if the beginning of this fic felt like the opening credits of the movie this scene feels like the moment in like a princess bride where they're standing in that field and like everything's green and they're just like the sun setting is gorgeous it feels like that epic, beautiful moment. And that's the, all this, like, before they kiss, they're just touching each other's soul marks.
2: And it all started because Styles Linsky's shirt wrote up a little bit over his stomach.
0: His <laughs> hip bones are R-rated. I'm disgusted.
1: <laughs> no, I love how Corey writes, like, their discovery of their soul marks. Like, their mashing soul marks. So the fact that he, like, traces her soul mark and she traces his with her fingers with her fingers mm-hmm. I think it's just really really beautiful and intimate and um I also really love this line um where it says style says nothing but his eyes flick down to her lips and back again and she really wants him to lean in and seal his lips to hers press together like old flowers between the pages of a book like it's just such beautiful imagery like I <laughs> I just I really love what Corey did with this and mm-hmm. It, it's just it's, it's a pretty, really pretty scene and like poignant yeah. scene to read. And it's so validating because they finally get to be together after all of this terrible, yeah, and
0: heartbreak. Imagine Lydia going into school the next day, hand in hand with Styles, and her soul mark is on full display because, like, there's nothing, she's not hiding from her own truth anymore.
2: Mm hmm. You know how the legend goes. <laughs>
0: So, to wrap this up, guys, what universe breaks your hearts the most?
2: Erroneous.
1: Erroneously. Yeah. Wait. I'm also I'm pretty... pretty... You're pretty what? I'm sorry what? say that again, Anya.
3: Except maybe time, because in time they don't even get to meet. Like, at least he gets to see her face in all the other
2: universes.
1: Yeah, time's the one that gets me. Like, erroneous kills me, too, but time... I, but the first time I read it, I had to stop and then, <laughs> then come back there. I, <laughs> <way> too
2: bad.
3: <laughs> Especially because like right before that is the part where Lydia's like the worst part of soul marks is not knowing what your soul is like. And then there's the next section and styles never meets her and he has to live his entire life with the not knowing. And she does too just kill
0: me all right so yeah, guys no. thank you so much for joining us this week on city cast um next week we will be reading just want you to dance with me tonight by laughing senselessly slash Ghost. so please read that and send jade some love and affection for all she does for this fandom she's so lovely and funny and wonderful and perfect and darling I've, uh i i'm not biased towards her as a person at all <laughs> um so i'm rachel i'm ron gas i'm on tumblr
3: i'm anya
1: and i'm Styles still likes lydia on tumblr i'm rachel and i'm it's always lydia on tumblr and i'm rachel and i am mad grad 2011 on tumblr
0: and from all of us here at city cast have a successful week please here at Cast, we review and discuss our favorite Stidia fanfics. If you enjoyed today's fic, go tell the author the things you love best about it. You can find us at Cast on Tumblr and on Twitter at Stidia underscore Cast. A special thanks to our sound editor, Rosemary, Row Your Boat on Tumblr, and to our incredible anonymous donor for making Season 2 of Cast possible. Thank you for listening and see you next time.